Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, this is Ruben Dua from Dub's podcast. Today I have Ryan Sullivan. We're going to get into the topic of creating a business podcast. Now, creating a podcast is very intimidating. Um, we we When we think of a podcast, we think of uh, sometimes a professionally produced piece, a Joe Rogan type, where everything is rock solid. You've got these, you know, celebrity guests and that's not the case you know some of the best podcasts out there in my opinion are podcasts that are genuine and authentic and they're practical you know we can learn something and actually apply it to our business so ryan and i are going to get into the topic of podcasting and ryan has some extensive experience with that ryan love to get a short bio from you and let's get into the topic for sure. And thanks, Ruben. I really appreciate you having me here. And I'm really excited to do this and just give people um, as much value as possible when it comes to podcasting. But uh, yeah, my name is Ryan Sullivan. I've been uh, podcasting myself for a little over three years. Um, started it as something that was just it was fun for me, to be honest. And people asked me to do it. They're like, hey, I think this idea, um, I know you love podcasts. You should just start one yourself. And I'm like, why mm-hmm. not? Right. Um, barrier to entry is not there. It's not like some of these other industries. You can really just be a self starter. So, um, started my show about three years ago, been doing that. We're on like, I think we've had like episode 55 or something. Mm. Um, and that was a monthly show. Now it's a weekly show. And, uh, two years ago I got hired at a marketing company to create a podcast for them. And that had been the first podcast I created for somebody else. And from that, I learned, I mean, the world of business, I learned business startups, business development, sales, marketing. I learned all these business things. Um, but the original reason I was there was to create a podcast for them. So I learned, you know, how to, how do you book guests on a business podcast? How do you use the guests to leverage their network? How do you, you know, break down the posts into other forms of content, all these different things. I was kind of like, okay, yes, I can do it. I'll just, I'll figure it out. You know, I'll figure out how to do it and give me the leeway. Um, So that was a great starting point for me to learn, you know, how to do a podcast besides my own. Um, And from there, I I left the company. um, And towards the end, it just wasn't a great fit for me and just realized my value was um, a lot more. I could just help a lot more people uh, rather than doing it for one company. And now I've uh, founded this company called Podcast Principles, and we've been in business for almost exactly a year now. So um, been really fulfilling. Uh, left a lot of things out in that journey, but that's really the gist. Nice. So what would you say the the hardest part of creating a podcast is? Mm, hardest part? Um, consistency. Yeah. And keeping it yeah. going. That's the hardest mm. part. I mean, I'll, I can speak for myself what you know the hardest part is for me like that has just been the hardest part for me uh, so for other people it might be getting on the mic like me and mm. you like we have no problem you know we've done music we've done things like we have no problem getting in front of people and talking on video and on the microphone um, so sometimes well, I'm, a, I'm a drummer primarily so I'm in the back of the stage okay so, yeah, Far, yeah, I started, farthest away yeah. from the mic. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and yeah, so you have some people in life who are more the drummer who are keeping the beat and they're, they're a little bit better at putting things in order. Right. Mm -hmm. And then some people are the front man um, and they don't keep the beat. They're just going off of, you know, the structure that's happening behind them. Right. So all these different personalities, but yeah, I'd say the main thing that I've seen and for myself and others is probably just keeping it going. Yeah. I would say, you know, one of the things that I, I've definitely suffered from this and I, I've, 
heard people share that they suffer from this is that the idea of imposter syndrome, where when they start to interview someone, they feel like this announcer personality and that's not who they are because they're just this person and that's what they do. And a lot of people struggle with that. And when in fact a podcast, is, it's just a recorded conversation. Just because we hear podcasters talking in the announcer voice and interviewing questions in a certain way doesn't mean that we need to emulate that. In my opinion, it, just be yourself. That's it. I've never met you before. I don't. This is the first time we've even spoken, and we're having this pot doing this podcast right now. Like that's just a testament to. Obviously, we set all this up beforehand, um, but that's just a testament to. Yeah, just being, just be yourself. The thing about a podcast, you can't hide. You can't even be somebody else because people will immediately know you have mm. to be yourself because it's so you have to you have to be you. I mean, people are asking you the questions, right? So they're not asking your persona or your online persona, or your digital persona. Um, you know, th that's the great thing about podcasts, too, is if you have things online um, where you have a certain purpose, you can actually a podcast is a great place for people to actually get to know you and who you are and kind of gives you that leeway. Yeah, for real. So true. So let's let's talk about the logistics a little bit. Um, how do you kind of book your guests? How do you get them to show up to not flake? How do you come up with the title, come up with the content? How do you publish it? Then how do you market it? We'll start from the beginning. You don't have to answer a full, full answer on all that, but I'd love to understand the, the individual steps. It starts for me, it starts with the why. Uh, and it's I just take kind of a business approach to it. Right. So I treat every podcast like a business. It doesn't matter if you have revenue or not. It doesn't matter if you're making money or not. It doesn't matter if you have listeners or not. Still treating it like a business. And we're starting from the why and we're reverse engineering from the goal and the why. Right. So your why is what do I why am I making this podcast? Like, is it for impact? Is it for awareness? Is it to just uh, you know, help people just educate, right? Whatever that why is that ultimate thing. Um, and then what's the goal? Do I really do I want to make an impact, but also make some sales? Okay, let's just be super honest about that up front. So then we can reverse engineer it from that goal. So I always start with like, I don't go into the title and the you know, all these kind of logistical things. I really just start with that main question of why? What's the why? What's the goal? Then after that, Who's the ideal listener? Who's the ideal guest? If it is a guest-based show, and then you as the host, what are you getting out of it? Right. So those are my five questions um, I always start with, and in my opinion, it just builds that foundation for where when you are making a decision, you can always go back to does it does it fulfill the why or does it fulfill the goal? Um, it makes the decision-making process a little bit easier too. So I always start with that those foundational questions before we even get into anything podcast related. Mm. And I think that by establishing the why and creating the foundation, the chances of fatiguing, of being um, inconsistent go down dramatically because there's a larger purpose. Um, You're not that, freestyling. That, you have no room to freestyle now. Yeah. yeah like, and, and testing a hundred percent. I'm not saying we're not testing. We're testing all the time. We're just not freestyling it all, you know, and just seeing what sticks, we actually are going to start from that goal and that why, and then that's going to be able to, yeah, kind of put us in a lane so we can drive in it, you know? Yeah. And then a question that came up while you were saying that is, you know, how do you solve the, the long form problem? And what I mean by that is that podcasts are long form. The 
listener needs to commit 20, 30, maybe 60 minutes, maybe hours, depending on the length of the podcast. You know, how do you get someone to take time out of their day and to choose your podcast in this long form format over all the Netflix shows and the more professionally produced podcasts and the music and books on tape, so on and so forth. Um, how do you how do you punch through? How do you how do you actually get that listener? Yeah, I kind of related to music where there's 40 whatever. I, I think it used to be 40,000 songs a day, but it's probably upwards of 100,000 songs a day being uploaded to Spotify every day. But those artists are not looking at the 99,999 other songs and saying, oh, I'm just not going to upload mine. Right. So as far as, yeah, there's a lot of noise and there's a lot of media. Right. So, yeah, great question that you asked. It's hard to ask somebody to say, hey, I know you only have a certain amount of time in your week, but will you set aside an hour to listen to my podcast that I only have three episodes of? You know, it's a super hard ask. So my answer to that would be. There's different uh, fans of your podcast. Some fans love your audio version one hour because they have a one hour commute every 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 day, probably. So on Mondays, they're ready. They listen to your podcast every Monday because it goes out at Monday at six in the morning. Their commute is from seven to eight. And like they're ready. It's in their routine. Um, I could talk about the process of, you know, getting them to actually listen on a weekly basis. But so those are that's one version of the listener. The other person is kind of like me, which I'm a weirdo. I watch video podcasts like if I was going to watch this podcast, I'd watch the video version. And I still mm -hmm. listen to audio podcasts, but I love watching the video. I don't know why. I just it's me. There's other people who they only watch through one to five minute clips on YouTube of your podcast, mm -hmm. but they're still a fan. Like each one of those people is a fan of your podcast. But the guy who listened to the audio, they can talk to the girl who watches the three minute clips and they're like, oh, you you listen to that? Well, yeah. And they'll ask about the rest of the conversation and be like, oh, I just watched that clip like they still took value from it. They didn't need the whole one hour thing. So but some people might like that. So there's different types of fans um, and you kind of have to take that into account and then do the work to make sure your content is ready for those different types of fans. Yeah, I love that. You know, I'm constantly trying to think on how I can start with niche and then, you know, build and expand from that. So, you know, my niche, my new niche in video podcast is the standing video podcast because I'm standing right now. So this is it's very niche. It's very specific. It's, oh, it's, man, it's just the stand. Hey, you got the standing pod now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, on the stand this <laughs> I'm on the standing pod. It's the standards, high that, standards, man. That's what we're doing. That's right. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, we love to do with our podcast is, you know, micro clips, you know, taking the 30, 60 minute uh, video and then chopping it down into 30 seconds, 30, 60 second clips. And then those are great for social media. We do them in square format, sort of headline kind of meme text with some live captions, even with sound off, people can enjoy those. And those sort of fuel our social channels. Um, you mentioned clips. What is it that you guys do um, to take to create short clips from from your full podcasts? Yeah, so it's really I'm always going to work with the host and the podcaster on this. Like, say I'm if it's if I'm talking about like working with a client and working with their podcast, um, where it's really going to be first of all the testing, right? Because I bet you you're testing every clip you post is like is a test because you're like, okay, this one's sound off with just subtitles. This one is about this topic within my niche or this topic within my niche. This one's 45 seconds. This one's 15 seconds. So there's really no formula for the clips um, as what I've 
as far as what I've seen. Um, but I really like to do that testing. And, um, you know, we always do at least one per episode, but hey, you have a whole entire podcast, 60 minutes. Now, the clips can get a little expensive. So I actually also teach people how to do them on their phone for free. That's how I started. I started making clips right here on this iPhone with three separate apps. I just knew I, you know, figured it out. It took hours and hours and hours. But so there's a bunch of different ways um, to do it. But I'd say the the testing, you're going to know once you post 20, 30 clips, which clips do the best and which um, do the best for your audience. And then, you know, okay, I can kind of iterate on that. I'll post, I can ask a couple more questions in the next podcast that will relate to that topic. So then I'll have more clips that work. Well, I really appreciate that. Um, you have made it your purpose to support people with creating a podcast, with producing it, with publishing it, with marketing it, with creating sounds like social clips from it, because I'll say this, that creating the system in house is it, it took us a year. It took us a year solidly. I mean, we went through so many experiments. We tried so much different software. Uh, where we landed was kind of a unique place with live streaming and then using dub to uh, you know share micro clips and then having those micro clips become part of our social channels. But that process took us a tremendous amount of time. So I highly encourage anyone to uh, that, that is interested in producing a podcast or at least strategizing about how to start a podcast to reach out to you because I know how much work that goes into it. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate uh, you saying that. And and also what what you're doing is great. I have to, um, you know, give a shout out to uh, somebody that I've been able to work with, a show that I've been able to work with. It's called the Who You Know Job Networking Show. And I have edited probably 180 episodes of their show. And Every, almost every single episode, they talk about video content in the DMs, video content in the email, video, video, video. It's the best way to break through. And so when I saw Dub, I'm, I'm thinking, yep, they get it. They get it. It's, yeah. it's what can we use as what's going to create that human connection? And text just doesn't, at least for me, text really doesn't do it. I want to hear your voice. I want to see you. Right. And so what you're doing and it works even, it works with podcasts. Perfect. Right. <laughs> like taking the long form, breaking it down. It works for that too. So really appreciate you saying that about me, but what you guys are doing is, you know, equally or more impressive in video. I'm so bullish on video for right now in the future. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's the easiest, it's the easiest method to create content, to get it out there. Anything that you want to do, you can start with video, whether it's for prospecting or whether it's for podcasting or whether it's for, uh, you know, communicating with an existing client, sharing your screen. So obviously we're very bullish about it. You know, um, oh, yeah. just just, uh, you know, drink, drinking the Kool-Aid, if you will. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. So um, how much of your process do you spend on marketing a podcast? What are some tips that you might recommend to us to better market a podcast? Um, you know, when people start to think about spending money to get podcast listeners, it starts to get very intimidating because uh, is there a clear call to action? Is that uh, attributable to a sale? It gets very murky. Um, give us some marketing tips. Yeah. So my expertise, I would not say is I totally understand the marketing side of it, um, but I'm not an ads person. I'm not going to be able to like run your social media and things like that. I'm a mostly production. Um, so I always I, I typically recommend if we're not working with somebody that's marketing savvy to at least have somebody who understands branding to come on and pay them for an hour just to do a strategy call and really align. Um, but as far as marketing, I'm on the side of guerrilla marketing. Um, I guess you would call it like going in the Facebook groups and just giving value. 
And I'm in like, what, I think like 10, 12 different Facebook groups. I'm just posting tips and how-to stuff in there. And then a few people, you know, trickle down um, and then maybe want to work with me or just want some more value, right? So when it comes to a podcast, if you're going in these podcast Facebook groups, you're not going to say, hey, this is my podcast. Listen to it. You're going to say, hey, we talked about these three things. This is what you're going to get out of this episode, by the way. And these groups exist. So you can literally just post. And the better you frame your advertisement, which is whatever that post is, the the more people are going to be want to listen to your podcast. So my you know tip would be um, you know, to do that. And like, those are ways to kind of accelerate it, but also get in the DMS, talk to people, say, this is my podcast. It's going to help you. If you have a podcast for college students, I'm, I'd be DMing a hundred Gary V method DMing hundreds or thousands of college students. I don't, it's free. So for me, I always am giving, uh, since I'm not a marketing expert, as far as running campaigns and things like that, I'm always giving the free guerrilla marketing tactics. And those are literally getting those direct messages and max out your connections on LinkedIn, max out your your DMs on Instagram, just because you know, it's valuable. If it's so valuable, then you should have no problem asking people to listen and telling them this is the value you're going to get from this podcast. Mm -hmm. If not, yeah. if not, then they're going to go listen to another one because there's millions of them now. So yeah, those are my tactics. I'm full kind of like doing that real grind. Well, you're you're all about the community. You know, there there are groups that exist. There are tribes where people are collaborating. You know, we've got yeah. um, Discord. We've got Facebook groups. We've got LinkedIn. We've got Clubhouse. You know, there's all these new methods um, where people are connecting. And, and that's the future. You know, Twitter spaces, you know, all the Clubhouse competitors that are kind of popping off. LinkedIn now is going to be announcing one soon. Um, that is where people are consuming content. That is That's where people are too. sharing ideas. Yeah. Clubhouse. So it just, you, you have to be present though. You got to be out there. And I think to your earlier point, you have to be providing value, like nine, like a hundred percent value. If someone wants to, you know, click on your bio to learn about what you do and then make a decision of working with you, they have that choice. But I would say a hundred percent value oriented, not even 99.9, .9, because even sometimes adding a call to action, like, Hey, if you want to work with me, reach out, even that will will annoy some people so yeah that's that's a good point yeah that's a good point yeah you have to yeah you almost just want to be unapologetically valuable like yeah <laughs> you can do yeah. that and i don't i don't need more business i don't need more business i'm just here to provide value yeah and if, if you want to work with me that's cool well it's also just like what i say to people like hey we don't need to book a call unless you know you're looking for a production company to run your podcast. Like it's yeah. okay. Like you can, if you want, like we can talk for a half an hour. I could give you a bunch of tips. I'm always down to do that too. But, um, you know, kind of in the, you know, you're not, you're not going to talk to somebody if you don't think you're going to get value out of it anyway. So yeah, hundred percent, man, to your point. Yeah. So, so true. Now, when we talk about production, uh, sometimes this idea of editing a podcast is in fact intimidating. Okay. Because, you know, one of my favorite podcasts is called uh, Brains On, which I listen to with my seven-year-old son. And it's a, it's a science kind of educational, very kind of STEAM-oriented uh, podcast. It's for kids, but also adults enjoy it. And they have all these different segments. You're never bored in this podcast. You know, they have, uh, I'm just trying to remember all these cool segments. They're all like, my mind is being flooded with them right now. But there's always a state change, you know? So there's a narrator, they have guests, they have the kids that come on, they have cool sounds. Um, how much production do you think we need to put into our podcast? 
we we don't put a lot of production into them. We barely even cut stuff out because it's just gooey and conversational. But I know that that's not always the best method. What what is your take on that? My opinion on like the conversational podcast, like that's my I love them. I love to peep Joe Rogan style, Joe Rogan style podcast. That's how I came up. That's how I learned about podcasts. That's totally my thing. So but when it comes to creating podcasts for other people, you really do have to look at what does this production look like? Let's look go back to the goal. If our goal is or if we know there's going to be kids and parents listening, but there's no way we can do an hour long podcast of just a stream of consciousness. There's no way it's not going to work. So they knew that podcast you're speaking of uh, brains on. They knew that they had to keep attention the whole time. But that was probably only because it related to their goal of the podcast, which was it. We want to make it exciting for kids and parents to listen. And we don't want people to, you know, have to. or want to turn it off. Right. Um, But as far as production goes, I think it's good to understand what your producer is doing, like understand production. I don't know. I would not advise trying to learn it yourself if you don't have any experience in it. It's just very overwhelming. Um, But I've done podcasts where it's narrative based and we have sound effects and there's 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 a, a lot of musical interludes that come in and come out and it kind of it, it creates like a flow and then i've done other ones that are strictly conversational and that the conversation just goes stream of consciousness we barely edit anything out so i know it's like the answer that everybody always says but it, it really does depend on you know on what the goal is uh, because some podcasts like that brains on podcast like i said they need to edit that way and that's also their best content is coming from there so if your best content is coming from um you know the 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 way that you're editing then you have to edit that way so yeah my opinion i love conversational style but i would not put that on on other people um we're gonna just look at it completely as on as unbiased as possible and determine you know what that production needs to look like for the listeners you know yeah, I mean, there's this there's this adage that sometimes doing too much production actually takes away from the authenticity of it. So one of the things that I've always wanted to try is is actually being a narrator slash guest slash uh, segment style podcast. It's sort of changing the style of, of Connection Loop. I've thought about it, and but what it always the reason why I've never done it is because it takes away from from that authentic moment of discovering reacting, learning on the fly, and having people really feel like they're they're genuinely part of a conversation. Uh, and, and that's kind of what I connect to. So I think we share that. Yeah. Yeah, I love the conversational aspect. It's my favorite part. Yeah. So where can we learn more about you, your you know social channels, your production company? Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Um, so I'm always posting how to content on there as well as my Facebook page. So the LinkedIn is Ryan R. Sullivan. If you look up Ryan Sullivan, you might not find me. So we have the R in there. Um, there's a million people with my name. It's just, <laughs> it's just how it is. Um, so sullybop.com is also, that's my website and that's my music and my hip hop and rap. And I do other things other than, um, the podcast. And that's kind of the entirety of that website is, uh, you know, everything that I do. And that's S-U-L-L-Y-B-O-P.com. And then finally, just Podcast Principles uh, is the business. That's the production company. And you can find us anywhere on social media. So 
on any of those channels is fine. Facebook, Instagram, uh, I know it's on the screen right now, Podcast Principles. You can Google that or search that on social. Um, and yeah, for me, like just connect with me, shoot me a message. Just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to connect with as many people as possible. So um, no need to be passive if you don't want to. I'm always down to have a conversation. So nice. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sully. Appreciate you and uh, look forward to listening to your next podcast. Same. And I look forward to listening to the, to the next it's one of these two. I really appreciate you doing this. This is a great platform and um, video video podcast. That's what I'm talking about, man. So thank it you. Ruben. Really appreciate you having me on here. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, th stick around for some some notes and uh, thanks again.